Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? The United States COVID relief bill from 2020 contained a clause requiring a government report on UFOs. On the 19th of March 2021, former intelligence director John Ratcliffe gave us some teasers about what we can expect to find. Join myself and Neil on Aliens Explored as we explore the announcements made by John Ratcliffe. Hello listeners and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly look at the mysterious skies. I'm one of your hosts, Neil Kelly. And I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. So Stu, this week we're looking at what uh, the former Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, has speculated or or claimed we we might be able to see when um, information is released under the, um, the forthcoming Covid bill. Yeah, this is this is something I, I I find quite exciting and surprising um, that that he's come forward and basically he's teased the sort of thing we can expect to see. Um, it, it's it's so funny it's, that the information's come out this way, isn't it? I mean, they created this COVID relief bill, which was something like five and a half thousand pages, and it looked like everyone with an agenda put something into it. It's and someone slipped in this thing be. that uh, yes, we're going to get the intelligence agencies to release everything they have on um, on UFOs. It's it's really really bizarre how it's come about, um, and we we did um, so for our listeners' uh, benefit, not not so much yours now, <laughs> um, but for our listeners' benefit, we did go into this in in some detail when it came out um quite a while ago now um trying to think how what episode it would have been because mm. uh, well, it, it, it was gosh it was a December, while ago. wasn't it that the uh, the 2.3 trillion dollar appropriations bill went through yes uh absolutely um so and this uh, was the washington post described it as a bureaucratic nesting doll uh, yeah, contained all sorts, of, all sorts of things, <laughs> and uh, contained the intelligence author in, author, the intelligence authorization act for fiscal year 2021, which itself carried an unusual provision that its committee comment section, beneath the uh, beneath the understood heading advanced aerial threats. That's what they're yes. heading it. Is. Well, for for more details on. Um, this actual COVID bill and the release of the information, our listeners can go back to episode 29. Mm. 
um, of Aliens Explored where, where we did discuss that in length um, and indeed we made a commitment back then uh, that we are going to revisit this uh, and in fact our intention uh, is to, to revisit this just after this 180 days is up um, hmm. so that would put us on episode 50 so we don't have that long to wait um, we're going to explore doing maybe possibly a live episode then but I'm not making any guarantees right. <laughs> <laughs> we will see but possibly a live episode for episode 50 for that um, but yeah in the meantime um, this was sort of it was done almost casually in an interview basis hmm. Um, so I think a bit more information about John Ratcliffe uh, he was as you rightly say he was the intelligence director in the Trump administration uh, for the final eight months mm. of the administration um, he has said publicly uh, as well that he wanted to get this information out this this UFO information mm. out and declassify it previously but uh, but basically ran out of time he, he wasn't able to do so mm. um, and that ties in a little bit with uh, another episode that we covered um, episode 25 uh, do you remember when we talked about Hayam Eshed Yes, um, he's stuck his oar in with this, hasn't he? I saw it. He, he's oh, meant, has he? Oh, there, right. a, I'm, I'm unaware of that. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a there's a Jerusalem Post article okay. about uh, about well, John Ratcliffe. Well, well, we'll come to that in just a moment. So this is just really for the listeners to to remind them. Um, again, this is episode 25 of Aliens Explored. We talk about Hayam Eshed, who was the um, uh, the oh he, now he was intelligence uh, for the Israeli government, wasn't he? Yes, um, and he said that yes, the, the the aliens are in contact with us, and in fact, Donald Trump. So this is kind of the bit I'm alluding to. He yeah. said specifically that Donald Trump wanted to make the whole UFO and alien, you know, the the alien contact thing public, mm. but he was stopped basically by the aliens. <laughs> they, they always put a gagging order on him. In fact, of he, sorts. he even mentioned the Galactic Federation, didn't he? Eshed? He did. Yes, that's yes. that's how he described the, um, yes. the yeah. organization. It, it's in um, his latest Jerusalem Post article. Eshed insisted that Trump is aware of extraterrestrial life and that he was quote on the verge unquote of disclosing its existence. However, the Alien Galactic Federation reportedly stopped him from doing so, saying they wished to prevent mass hysteria since they felt humanity needed to quote evolve and reach a stage where we will quote dot 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 something missing understand what space and spaceships are unquote. Indeed, and we go into some detail of that, like I say, in episode three. So there's a lot of lot of references to previous episodes here, listeners. I'm, I'm sure there's something that's going to happen yeah. as we as we develop the uh, podcast and we go into more and more things. Mm. There's going to be more and more references to previous episodes. But uh, but yeah, so so you say he's he's come public on this information about John Ratcliffe. Um. This is an article, a, Jero, a Jerusalem Post article about about the John Ratcliffe report, and of course it it, it quotes um, Eshed as well. Oh, it's doing the same so, as what um, we're doing, which is basically pretty much doing the pulling same the two doing, things yeah. together. Right? Okay. Uh, yes. Sorry, I thought he, he, you were saying he'd he'd um, 
he'd said something publicly about John Ratcliffe. Okay, uh, so yeah, so I think I mean the fact that you know John Ratcliffe, who was handpicked by Trump, mm. uh, wanted to pull this information out. We've heard that Trump wanted to pull this information out. Then it appears in this COVID relief bill. Um, mm. Yeah, this really does. I I think we can we can take quite a lot of legitimacy from these people. Now, um, what, what were they saying in the relief bill? Because it's it was about the advanced aerial threats. So, is it about you know? Here, let's 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 spill all the beans about Area Fifty One and all our contacts with extraterrestrials and the and the Galactic Federation, or are we going to release all the information we can about um, what we perceive as might be basically our air defence, an air defence summary? It's. Um so the COVID, the, the, the COVID bill clause, as I'm, hmm. I'm going to call it, probably inaccurately, but hey, for ease of use, um, the COVID bill clause, it doesn't say we just need to release everything that's hmm. out there. Uh, it does specifically say they need a report on the declassified information that's out there. Hmm. Uh, so it's more like, well, okay, you've got all this stuff that's that's out there and available. Let's let's sort of bring it into one place and let's have a, a fundamental report about it. Um, now, declassified doesn't necessarily mean that it's in the public domain, of course. Mm. Um, and and as ex-military intelligence, you you know you you'd know far more about this than I do. Um, but certainly, that's my understanding of it. Is you know, declassified doesn't mean to say it's been released, just that it could be if asked for and, and classified doesn't mean it's not in the public realm um okay <laughs> a, a lot just of, means they can't talk about it yeah well, no, yeah they, they can't talk about it i mean there might be an awful lot of stuff you think well this isn't secret i've read about it in the papers um but it, it's the fact that um our agencies are, are taking an interest in it that's more classified or the connections they've made between things that are classified but all the all the individual elements aren't. So I mean, things like a, a UFO, if that's been cited by a member of the public, it starts out in the public domain, and it's up to the mm. government to come in and kind of, kind of close the circle of knowledge and and stop stop the information spreading or discredit it or whatever. If the if the UFO is spotted by a Navy pilot, and and no one else, or an Air Force pilot or whatever. Um, then they can they can shut that down much more easily, can't they? They can just tell the pilot you're not saying anything about this to anyone. Right. Well, it's I mean it's very interesting that you cite that as an example because that actually ties in quite nicely with what John Ratcliffe has has said we can expect hmm. um, from this this COVID bill. Um, so in as part of this interview um it, it was really quite interesting he, he said that there are far more ufos recorded by u.s military pilots and satellites than the public is actually aware of mm. um, so straight away you know we now know that the government has been collecting this information um, which is unsurprising mm. in of itself, but you know the fact that there's been all this deniability going on for so many years. Um, you know, it, it, it is um, of interest that he would say that. Mm. I think. 
Mm. But he's he's and let's remember as intelligence director he would have had access to some pretty classified information he would have had access to, to some really sensitive information and he has said in, in his interview he said that, that these UFOs um, conduct actions that are difficult to explain mm. they move in a way that is hard to replicate and that we do not have the technology to do hmm. I mean that's a very damning statement right there um, and one of these one of the things he cites as an example of that um, is eg- exceeding the sound barrier without making a sonic boom hmm. now that ties in with a lot of UFO reports we, we hear about um, or even you know that there is albeit grainy video footage of where you'll see a light in the sky and it suddenly just it zips away at, at incredibly mm. high speed all of a sudden um, and yes there's no sonic boom but it does seem to be moving at supersonic speeds um, do you, do, do, I mean altitude must be a factor for, for making a sonic boom because it's caused by it's caused by air molecules building up in front of the in front of the moving object, isn't it? And they become compressed. And suddenly it breaks through them and it goes boom. That's how I understand it happens. So if you're at a very very high altitude, you're not going to you know, the air is much thinner. Um, you can probably go yeah. an awful lot faster. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense to me. But if you were that high an altitude, would you be visible from the ground? Um, if you were a bright, I suppose I don't know how big you'd have to be. I mean, a satellite is visible from the ground in a in a in a clear on a clear Texas night. They can see satellites going over, can't they? Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, and they're not particularly that is, big. That is fair enough. Um, but but John Ratcliffe, mm. intelligence director John Ratcliffe, has said that there are vehicles that can exceed the sound barrier without swimming. But he doesn't but, say at certain altitudes is the the implication is that they've found a way of bypassing hmm. making a sonic boom well we know how to bypass making a sonic boom by just being very very high up in the high well, up in the atmosphere okay. yeah. um, um, but it's it, it implies um, i mean he you know he's citing this as an example of things we don't have the technology to do yeah now I, i'm wondering what the the um the slant of this this report's going to be or what the what the the focus is going to be on because um in a july interview um that's what yeah <laughs> eight months ago um senator marco rubio senator marco rubio of florida um he was he was vice chair of the intelligence committee um said that the prospect of something otherworldly being behind the flying objects doesn't concern him as much as the idea that a US adversary could be making secret technological advances. So um, I'm, I'm wondering if the focus could be, well, we don't know what this thing is, but we've ascertained that it's not Russian or Chinese or North Korean. So we're not worried about it. <laughs> it could well be. <laughs> yeah. um, as that, that, delivering... That's as far as we looked. We just made sure that, it, that it's nothing they're able to do. Yeah, as you were delivering that quote, I had in mind um, the Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds when he's seen the chances of anything coming from Mars or a million to one. He said, um, <laughs> "Sorry, that popped into my head." There, mm. um, apologies to our listeners for my attempts at mm. singing. Um, 
but, yeah, but I, 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 I suppose you know if if it was if the Chinese or the Russians developed um, major technological advances that they could make craft that couldn't be shot down that that were completely impervious to American air defenses were able to completely outfly anything the Americans can put up in the sky um, well that and that's also a definite adversary isn't it that's someone who you could end up in a shooting war with uh, yes with, with, uh, the, the drop of a diplomatic gaff um, but if it if it's extraterrestrial then you just don't know you've no reason to think they're going to attack Unless you're no, judging them by uh, our own standards. Well, especially if you've uh, already had lots of meetings with them and you're, hmm. you've got a treaty or a pact with them. Yes, um, as indeed has been speculated. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, you, you, it's it's an interesting point about you know what angle will this COVID bill clause hmm. um, come in? I mean, my. I try not to be cynical uh, about things, um, although but, you know, it I does feel creep a but out. Coming. <laughs> there is a big but um, <laughs> coming, um, and in in this case, yeah, it. I also think that the government will say we are going to release all the information we have on X Y Z, so that. They can then say they've given you everything, even though there's no evidence to support. Mm. Like, you know, if they turn around and said, "Right, we're making public all our UFO documents, all our UFO stories, mm. everything we've got is all going to be made public," and everything's made public, and it turns out actually, yeah, all right, there's a few unexplained things, but there's nothing really to worry about. There's no mm. evidence of of the government being in collusion with aliens or anything like that. How do we know that they actually have released all the information? It might be a disinformation exercise. Now, there was something about that um, in the Washington Post. Um, about how the intelligence services might uh, might react. Because um, they, they've got until June to deliver... Um, they're right up to the lawmakers. Um, two factors might delay the report's release, according to the Post. Um, agencies have missed similar congressional reporting deadlines in the past. And the provision isn't technically binding because the language um, was included in the Senate Intelligence Committee's report on the bill and not on the bill itself. Mm -hmm. So, that means it's not a statute, um, but agencies generally treat report language as bill language according to one senior senator familiar with the legislation so they they, they might not do it um but yeah i'm really expecting them to say well we've got all this information um this is the stuff we've we've got theories about that we think we can explain in terms of atmospherics or natural natural phenomena and these are the things we can't explain. I'd, I'm not expecting anyone to come forward and say, yes, we've been in touch with the um, Galactic Federation and uh, they've been keeping a close eye on us and they're going to be making their appearance very evident or very, very, very soon and very, very publicly. Yes, I absolutely. Um, and But do you, do you also remember we, we did an episode about movies and Hollywood? Hmm. Um, 
this was our Halloween special last year. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I I I put foot out, so I I shared my theory mm. that actually the governments of the world <coughs> are slowly acclimatizing the public to this idea that there are, you know, that that that, that aliens exist basically mm. and um, are visiting the planet and what have you, and it's this slow accl- acclimation. Um, this statement from John Ratcliffe could very easily be part and parcel of that. You know, it's kind of it's drip feed of information that we just start to take on board. If you imagine, if if an intelligence director, right, hmm. fifty years ago, so nineteen seventy, nineteen seventy one, an intelligence director had publicly said. Well, yes, the government are well aware of vehicles that can do things that we're technologically incapable of. Um, mm. Here's some examples of that. Um, oh, and there's a lot more UFOs out there than the public's actually aware of. Mm. Can you imagine how utterly shocking that revelation would be? Yet today, yeah, okay, yeah, he said that. That's quite interesting. It's not shocking like it should be <laughs> does that make sense oh uh, yeah um, but I think I think people were still just as cynical even more, more so actually in 1971 they thought well why is he going on about UFOs we want to hear about his latest fuck up in Vietnam <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> is that what he's trying to distract us from <laughs> well yes um, and and certainly the media have been well known for using distraction techniques, especially mm. here in the UK. Well, that's um. what our royal family's for, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's their that's their sole purpose. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel it's not being made as big a thing of as it perhaps should be. Uh, um, I think yeah, but as you say, there is a sort of cynicism. People are saying, oh, yeah, right, okay, well, we'll believe it when I see it. They, they say they're going to release some information about UFOs. Yeah, what's it going to be, really? That, that there, there won't be this big revelation that they're going to say, well, you know, we're, we've been in touch with aliens and uh, they've, we're, they, we, we've got to know them quite well and uh, they will be coming out into the open soon. But I, I do believe in this uh, acclimatisation, this... You know, I, I remember reading once that people can more readily imagine a, an alien invasion or a zombie apocalypse or the end of the world. They can they can imagine that more more readily than they can imagine a different economic arrangement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they can imagine you know, yes. doing, doing things slightly differently, uh, creating a, a society that. Yeah, is is a bit fairer that that where companies aren't just trying to make make shared you know, dividends with their shareholders. They're actually serving some useful purpose, and that that sort of you know a, a Jeremy Corbyn vision. I mean, Jeremy Corbyn was just totally or Bernie Saunders. You know, they're they're totally people actually cannot cannot grasp or they they refuse to believe. They cannot even listen. To people like Corbyn or Bernie Saunders, because you know that, that you're just talking nonsense. You're just talking, you're talking wild stuff. Yeah, or UFOs. Yeah, fine with that. Or zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm on board with that. But no, this this the whole thing about changing our economic arrangements, getting rid of poverty. You know that no, I can't. We can't envisage that. 
because the media tells them you because there's been no right. acclimatization to it there's no one mm. no one making it probably doesn't make for a very good movie about creating an, econ- an economically fairer society <laughs> yeah. whereas um, you know, an alien invasion does make a, a good movie I mean I don't think movies where the aliens arrive in peace they're, they're, they're fewer and further between aren't they I mean you've got Close Encounters of the Third Time the, the, the Third Kind <laughs> the Third Time yeah the, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There was um, the day the Earth stood still. The day the Earth stood still, and the remake. Oh, the remake was appalling. Was it? I won't bother oh. with it. I oh, remember yeah. really enjoying the, the first one. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a classic movie. And and do you know what? When when we talk about you know aliens being in collusion with governments and one day revealing themselves, hmm. that is the go-to image that I have in my head. Is this you know? This spaceship landing on the White House and then coming down. And, yes, we've yeah. we've come in peace. Hello, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, obviously, looking a bit different. We now know through Hollywood that they are going to look like the grey aliens, you know, with the big mm. black almond-shaped eyes. Um, but yeah, uh, okay. Well, let's let's summarise what we think about John Ratcliffe then. Um, so Neil, do, do you think he is a credible source for this? Do you think we can um, take what he's saying at face value? I think the four words or five words handpicked by Donald Trump kind of um, destroy a lot of my confidence in him. Okay, so why do you think he's come out and said this in this interview? Um, I don't. I mean. I mean, it was in the dying days of the, the Trump administration. I mean, he probably... When, when did he say this? This was... This oh, was in very March. recently. This was, yeah. yeah. Um, this so was... The, well, we're still in March now. It was, uh, as we were recording this, 10 days ago. So this was, uh, yeah, the 19th of March. So he's um, already the former National Intelligence oh, yes. Director. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, he, um, he, he, was, uh, he was actually Intelligence Director for eight months. Uh, the final so eight they, months of the Trump administration. Yeah, so he can pretty much say what he wants, can't he? And, and without any, if it, if it was the current intelligence director of the US, I, I would I'd be taking it a lot more seriously. Um, well, no, they're they're still bound by the official secrets or whatever the American equivalent of that is. Um, and no, there are some very strict penalties. But he has to commit treason by yeah, sharing stuff he, you shouldn't. But he hasn't shared anything really. He's he's just. He's just frank, you know, saying, frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. That's not really giving away any secrets. That's it's saying that there are vehicles out there that can do manoeuvres and actions that we do not have the technology to do. That, that's a bold statement. It's a bold statement, but I don't think it comes it comes classed as classified information. No, he's, he's, he's probably not quite crossing the line, but I think, in, in, certainly in my view, he's coming very, very... He's skirting the edges. If, if he started um, making comparisons and talking in terms of what, what current US military aerial capabilities are, um, then, yeah, he's crossing a line there. Sure, but, but what I'm saying is... Um, and, and OK, I'll take on board. You know, mm. you find him because of his associations... Um, less than credible mm. but what what motivation um, what reasons would he have 
to make this up in this interview. Yeah, uh, why would he say something like that? I mean, he, it's no longer his job. Um, do do we know that it was it was Ratcliffe who put this clause into the? No. Into the bill. So no, it was not him. But he let it go through. I, I mean. I can imagine you know, a bill of 5,500 pages going through in a fairly short time to deal with a, a national emergency. Um, people were putting in all sorts of, you know, putting in all their, their, their own agendas for large part because they thought this, this bill isn't going to be properly scrutinised. It's going to be like the Brexit bill. No one's got, really got time to read it before they've got to agree to it. I I mean, I... OK, we, we differ slightly there. I... I believe it would have been scrutinised very heavily by not by one person but by teams of people and um, yeah yeah but 5,000 pages sounds like a lot but actually if you've got 50 people working on it yeah but if the, you know, they can only scrutinise their own little bits of it and if it was yeah. actually the people who put it in who had the job of scrutinising it then you know that, that, or, or a document that size all sort of you know, 5,500 pages I mean that's a library. That, that's more speculation than I could that, that, than I can answer. Um, but I, I come back to my original question. You know, what would he have to gain by making it up? I don't know why he'd be saying it now. I don't really don't know why he's why he's saying these things. Well, he, he's been asked basically, what can we expect to find hmm. when this report comes out, and. And I mean, to summarise my own thoughts, I believe he has just answered pretty honestly. Um, I, I get what you're saying about the association, and certainly I've got no love for the Trump administration or the man himself mm. um, or his his close associates. But at the same time, um, you know, I mean, just because these people are liars doesn't mean to say everything they say is a lie no um you know there's there's a line <laughs> there. yeah um no i i i mean i certainly i think yeah he's just he is genuinely speculating based on the information he has had access to hmm. on what we can expect to find like i say i think he he skirts dangerously close to yeah. You know, giving away a bit too much information, but he doesn't quite cross. You know, he's not talked about any specific events, um, but he certainly would have been aware of them. But I, I do think the whole slant of the report is going to be, don't mess, don't mess with the USA because we've 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 got technologically we're superior to anything else on this planet. We will blast you out the sky. Uh, nothing can touch us from this planet. Well, that is uh, definitely an interesting perspective. Uh, and listener, you will have to stick with us to episode 50 to find <laughs> that out uh, when we will be exploring that report. Um, and do you know what? That, that brings us on quite nicely um, to the end there. So, yeah, I... I get your cynicism. Um, like I said, I'm mm. quite a cynical person myself, especially where where politics is involved. Um, but no, I, I I think yeah, uh, we can. This is one of our agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, but I, 
I'm, st I'm still fascinated to see what they're going to come out with, what, what, oh, what yes. it's going to be. Very excited to see. Very excited to see. Um, and what do you think, listeners? Uh, is John Ratcliffe telling a load of porkies just for attention or some other nonsense like that? Or, uh, yeah, can we take him at his word? Do let us know what you think by the usual means of Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can find us by searching Aliens Explored or by visiting aliensexplored.com. Um, don't forget to join us next time. Oh, oh, I'm very excited about this, Neil. Um, <laughs> We're back on back on the pet topic, aren't we? We are my favourite subject. We are going to be talking about the crop circles that came up and appeared during 2020. So oh. this is during the pandemic year or the first pandemic year, as it's now turning yeah. out to be. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's going to be very, very interesting. I'll be giving you a bit of a report on what happened. Because you might remember when we did the Crop Circle episode originally, Neil, I, I said to you, I speculated uh, that, you know, it'd be interesting to see if Crop Circles are affected by the pandemic. We'll be finding oh. out next week. Uh, something to look forward to. So, in the meantime, listeners... Keep watching those interviews with ex-intelligence directors and the skies. Take care. See you next time. Looking forward to it. See you then. Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.